Hello, and welcome to the DVCC Flat Belly Cure podcast, the new and revived Flat Belly Cure podcast. My name is Henry, and I am the client assessor at the DVCC in St. Albans. Uh, Ongoing from here, every single week, I'm going to be co-hosting this podcast and talking to a variety of people, including Stephen Gray and Mark Gray, um, about a variety of topics all related to the flat belly cure. Obviously, body fat, specifically around the stomach area, um, is a real problem for a lot of people. Um, And uh, what we hope to achieve with this podcast is to provide you with some information, some some education, um, and some guidance uh, to help you to achieve your fitness goals, whatever they may be. On today's episode, I am interviewing Stephen Gray, who is um, an industry leader. Um, he's a, an expert in his field. And as you'll hear from the podcast, he's been involved in the fitness industry in some form or fashion for most of his life. Um, and between you and I, he's also my boss. So I've got to go easy on him. Um, today's topic is something that affects most of our clients, whatever their sex, um, and it is the menopause. Now, obviously, it's a topic that is specifically related to women, um, but as you'll hear from the podcast, there are certain similarities uh, between the menopause and things that, that men may suffer with as they get older, but also it's important for men to understand what the menopause is and how it affects the women in their life. Um We hope, as I said, that this podcast will really provide some information and some education as to how we can beat some of the side effects to the menopause. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, So without further ado, here is the Flat Belly Cure podcast. Hi, this is Stephen from the DVCC. And this is Henry from the DVCC. Um, And this is the new and improved updated cure (laughs) podcast. Um, So... We're going to be getting together probably weekly, I think. Um, It's going to be myself talking to Stephen Gray, talking to Mark Gray um, about one of the main problems that people face in fitness, I think you'll agree, which is wanting to get a flat belly and and struggling to do so. Um, Do you think that's the main area? Well, I think... um We'll, we'll probably have quite a wide range topic, a uh, number of topics, but we're going to start with that as the basis because sure. it's, it is a problem area for a lot of people, but actually it represents quite a number of different things to consider, such as sleep, stress, all these different things, sure. um, which tends to result in belly fat around your, well, belly fat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we can branch off because there's many different things we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's loads of different topics. And you guys did uh, podcasts last year, beginning of last year or late year before? Well, we've done podcasts for years. Yeah. Um, this one specifically was 2016, 2017? Yes, I think so. And then we've done wider, top-ranging topics, podcasts before. Um, but it's something that's been re- well-received. It seems to be useful for a lot of people. Sure. And it's a nice, easy way for me to talk about stuff that I <laughs> hopefully understand and know and have had experience in that hopefully people find valuable as well. Yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing about this podcast is that we can look at it now from two different angles. Whereas before it was you and Mark, both of whom have worked in the fitness industry for a long time um, and are very, very knowledgeable about it. It's now you and me. So you've got me, who I think is kind of representative of the average gym goer. I, I know enough to get by, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm certainly no expert. So I can actually ask questions, which mm-hmm. I would like to know the answer yeah, which, to. Yeah, which, which will be great. Handy. I also think that since the last podcast, the DBCC has probably changed. 
a fair amount, grown a fair amount. Mm-hmm. So it might be worth just reintroducing yourself. Um, you've been in the fitness industry for how long? I was trying to work this out, actually. Well, I was a professional rugby player um, out of school um, and so then went into personal training, fitness industry. Uh, I think it's 15 years. Okay, wow. Yeah, if and excluding rugby, which sure. actually was very strength and fitness orientated anyway. So that's where my education essentially started. When did you start training? When did you start working out? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, 660. Well, we, um, we weren't allowed to go to the gym until we were, I think it was 17, but we had a home gym. But first, before that, uh, we just had a pull-up bar, press-ups, okay. nice. um, pull-ups, just trying to get strong. We were, we were very um, small. For, well, we were small for our age. And when you wanted to play rugby? Height-wise or width-wise? Um, Both-wise. Both. <laughs> yeah, just size. We didn't grow until a bit later. We're never, I'm not actually the tallest. Five foot nine and a half, okay. actually, though. That hurts me because I'm five eight. So are, are you actually? Yeah, it's the hair that makes it all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we started our essentially education there. Didn't join a gym, a normal gym, until we'd maxed out the home gym. You know, one of those sure. home gym things you get. Um, and I like think, the all-in-one thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I started doing that. And then I think it was maybe 17 and a half just before 18 we actually started going to the gym. Okay. Which caused a lot of problems school-wise because we decided we preferred the gym. You were obsessed school. with the gym. Yeah, okay, that's for cool. sure. And so um, how long have you been one of the co-founders of the DVCC? How long has the DVCC been? Around? Nine years, I think it is. Nine years. Started here in Bedford, which is in where we Bedford, are now. yeah. Um, but before you, that, we were uh, we were personal training. We were just learning our craft, essentially, trying to master it. And not that we've mastered it. Sure. Um, Can you ever? No, I don't think so. No, it's always evolving. Yeah, and it would be boring if you could. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so DVCC started in Bedford. Yep. And then expanded where next? Bedford um, was then to Milton Keynes. Okay. Uh, but, well, uh, it, Bedford... It, Increased its premises size and then to Milton Keynes, then to Northampton, and then we're in Hitchens and Albans as well. Yeah, that's true. So five centres. In that time, and including the Fitness First stuff, how many clients do you reckon you've seen? Oh, thousands. Thousands of people. Thousands, so yeah. thousands of unique people with different yeah. problems. And yet this thing of stomach fat and flat belly is kind of a, a, an obvious place to start because it affects most people. For right? sure. Okay. For sure. I mean, everyone has their own um, individual... Uh, Perhaps we call them psychological or different backgrounds and things that impact um, themselves physically. But there's a lot of fundamentals that are consistent across sure. all of us. Sure. You know, things like sleep, stress, and all these different things that are, they come in different forms, perhaps for different people. Yeah. But they're very consistent across for everyone. Quite right. And so, actually, with that in mind, our, our first topic that I think we're going to talk about is something that is quite consistent. Um, for at least half of our clients, if not more. Um, and we're going to talk about the menopause mm-hmm. today. It's it's obviously something that affects women, but I think guys would benefit from knowing about it. Um, it's it's something that a lot of people... I mean, what's our average client age, would you say? Uh, I think it's 48, 52. Sure. Those maths, so people, but... people come in and a lot of the time they've either recently gone into the menopause or they're currently going through it mm-hmm. uh, and it affects them in, in lots of different ways. Just a side note, we're going to try and keep these podcasts to a manageable listen. So we're going to look to keep them for about 15, 20 minutes. So today we're probably only going to talk about menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, my first question then from my point of view is, how does the menopause in general affect weight, body fat, that kind of thing? Well, I mean, just to touch on when it starts, everyone assumes, I think, that it was, you know, that late 40s kind of age. Sure. But actually, pre-menopause and uh, hormonal changes 
start much much sooner than that and i know we're talking about menopause which you know men might well switch off to however hormonal changes in body fat are a thing okay so that uh, impacts men as well as women yeah so for example uh, body fat storage on your chest for a man is hormone related it's testosterone they think it's testosterone aromatizing to uh, estrogen so, so turning to estrogen. Yeah, so men have naturally high levels of testosterone, but if you aromatize that testosterone, uh, you become more estrogenic and have more female pattern okay, wow. body fat. And what's, how like young can that start? Should I? Be oh, afraid? I mean, I've seen, it doesn't. I don't think. It, yes, you should. I okay. mean, everyone should because I've seen young uh, teenage boys with um, okay, interesting female pattern storage. You know, like body fat around their chest area. Okay, um, is that the main area that you think when you you have extra estrogen for a man? You'll tend to, yeah. And I've seen, uh, and the reason I know it's it's factual is I've been able to see it change. Okay, by um, lifestyle changes in people's lives. Uh, for men, that is specific, specifically. Okay. But to go back to your question, just digressing, um, yeah, it, it can start um, at any age, really. Okay, fine. But what it tends to mean is more body fat storage around your stomach. Sure. Tolerance to carbohydrates changes. So that's why um, I've, the number of times I've heard, but I used to eat this way, but now I can't seem to lose the weight like I used to. Fine. Um, that's very common because the way you tolerate carbohydrates, the way you manage stress changes. Sure. So this these have big impacts on um, the ability to lose body fat, but also the, the amount of body fat you tend to store. Okay. So this is specific to the menopause or is this across the, the genders Speci- for hormone changes? Uh, well, any hormone changes will impact body fat, but sure. this, when we're talking about this, this is specific with menopause or women going okay. going through pre, post, um, during menopause. So when you say tolerate carbohydrates, mm-hmm. just break that down a little bit. What do, you, what do you mean by that? So the ability, so everyone's got the, the friend that seems to be able to eat anything and just yeah, stay right. you know, lean or thin or you know not have more body fat. And sure. Then you'll you may be that type of person that can eat the same amount and just balloon. Yeah, right. Um, body fat wise, and that tends to be your ability to tolerate most often carbohydrates. So okay. if I ate, I don't know, a bagel, and you ate a bagel, how that impacts us body fat wise would be different. It would be different. Okay. So that's our ability to tolerate carbohydrates, and as we mature, what happens is our ability to tolerate tends to get worse so go down okay fine. now there are the other influences not just the menopause but that's a really significant impact that, that makes has. a massive difference mm-hmm. okay the other impact with that is the ability to tolerate stress okay um so what happens as you you these hormonal changes occur is your ability to tolerate the same sort of stress that you had previously is different so it becomes less manageable okay now number of reasons for that one of which could be diminishing amounts of magnesium in your body which also influences um carbohydrate tolerance Mm -hmm. but essentially you can't handle stress the same as you did okay and you can't handle um carbohydrates the same as you did and both of those will affect weight gain particularly around your stomach area okay and why is that so cortisol which is the stress hormone tends to have more um receptors around the belly button area okay so that's obviously belly fat but stress and insulin are linked so if you have high levels of stress which if you're going through the menopause or coming up to the menopause you you will have high levels of stress correct your body often will produce insulin increases insulin okay to drop that stress that cortisol 
which then encourages more you want to eat more sugar and things like that uh, which causes body fat storage tends to be around your hips around your stomach area sure so they're very linked okay um, cortisol and insulin okay and then the carbohydrates is obvious where I would think why that adds to weight gain mm-hmm. um, so those are the two things that kind of uh, assist in, in gaining that body fat especially around the stomach area well sorry let me just clarify that though at one point I was thinking about because carbohydrates I don't want people to think that carbohydrates cause body fat storage no sure. but what if we that tends to occur you're not going to be craving you're not craving quinoa brown rice, right? you know, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're not craving quinoa or brown rice sure. or sweet potato you're craving sugary more uh, foods that will have a bigger impact of blood sugar quicker sure okay and we're talking things like chocolates that uh, tends to be the sweets um, crisps that kind of thing that tends to be the um the thing that people will crave okay, and actually just right. on the, the chocolate thing certainly for menopause dark chocolate is very uh, and I've had the experience with clients saying this helps is using dark chocolate as a way to curb those types of cravings but very dark chocolate okay like 70% plus yeah plus okay, cool. amounts and if you shave that and then put it on your tongue that, oh, also, yeah? that helps takes a little time and mm-hmm. maybe mindful chocolate correct mindful okay yeah, correct. nice alright so uh, those are the ways that you can be affected through menopause to gain mm-hmm. that weight right some so, of them some of them some of the many yeah what can uh, people do to help reduce those symptoms to help uh, continue to lose mm-hmm. body fat on stomach so the one number one thing I would say um, and this is from years of experience overall is that your sleep will be compromised so tends to be diminishing magnesium levels which can affect sleep so it's very hard to lose body fat and actually to function optimally if that's what we're talking about sure. if you're sleep deprived and so for most people because I, I i look into this stuff because i'm obsessed by <laughs> trying to find more time and things like that and i was always trying to sleep less personally right. to, thinking, get more to just be able to do more sure um until i saw studies that said that most people unless you're a genetic abnormality like someone that's slightly different which is very few percent of the population needs seven and a half to eight and a half hours of quality sleep that's optimal right optimal so that's head to pillow wake up the next morning sure so that's not bedtime that's sleep time sleep time and proper sleep time not i wake up five five times to go to the toilet because you shouldn't unless you're really uh drinking too much before bed you shouldn't be getting up to go to the toilet that doesn't mean you're having optimal sleep okay so magnesium would be the number one thing i would start with okay um good quality magnesium um chelates so that means joined to an amino acid because that gets absorbed don't go for magnesium oxide it's the cheapest form it'll just help you go to the toilet more so magnesium chelate that's what it would be called it tends to be because it's a it's where it's a type of magnesium that's joined to a amino acid to help you absorb it okay fine and for people like myself how will that aid losing body fat uh, because it'll help lower your cortisol okay uh, which again also will help uh, if you have cravings for sh- most people do if you have cravings you you will inevitably eat less well if you are sleep deprived. Okay, fine. So it's going to help curb snack. Well, yeah, you want your blood sugar management will be better. Okay. And there's studies to prove that um, you become more insulin resistant as well if you're sleep deprived. Okay, fine. And so for ladies who are coming in and they're currently going through the menopause, yeah. is there a, a certain type of training that they should be doing? Yeah. So resistance based training is Which means using uh, well things that you can increase in resistance so that tends to be dumbbells barbells things like basically weights style thing okay uh, they won't I mean it, it's really hard 
certainly as a female, it's actually hard as a man anyway to build significant amounts of muscle. Sure. What you're looking to do is to maintain muscle as we all get older. Sure. Um, but it also increases res- uh, your insulin sensitivity. Okay. Okay. Sure. So going on a treadmill for an hour won't increase your insulin sensitivity like doing 30 minutes of resistance work. Sure. Day, so it's less time. But better effect. Well, yeah, you could do as much time as you wanted, you know, doing a, okay. a long jog, for example, sure. but your insulin sensitivity wouldn't be as positively affected. That wouldn't be positively me. affected like resistance work would. Okay. So lifting weights is going to help. Mm-hmm. Resistance work yeah. is going to help. Uh, on the cardio side, mm-hmm. what sort of things? Short, sharp bursts yeah. of uh, interval style training. Okay. Um, now that... That doesn't mean that's at your level. So a lot of people think that they have to be fit enough to do um, interval style training. Sure. But it's all relative. So you would just be working less hard the less fit you are, but you're still doing interval training. Okay, fine. Interesting. So for people who come in, I think this is the, mo- the most common thing I've certainly noticed. When people come in, they say, oh, I'm on the menopause. So it's, it's a lost cause, right? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is far from it. It's not yeah. a lost cause. People can still lose body weight. People mm-hmm. can still turn up and achieve what they're looking to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's just a change. You just have to do things slightly differently. Uh, And that's the most common thing you hear is that I used to be able to do this and now it's not having the same impact. Sure. Uh, But that happens in all stages of life because I hear that from men yeah, as well. as well, men change, go through changes. Yeah, of course they do. Age all, in general. I mean, testosterone levels, all, all these things go down and change sure. uh, as we get older. They don't have to change as significantly as they do. Okay. As, and I always, uh, I think what we think is acceptable is not necessarily where we should be thinking is optimal. I think we can okay. all be a lot better than we think is, you know, in movement. You know, everyone 65 is retirement age. So I think people think that it's okay or that they have to be a certain way at 65. I don't yeah, believe Yeah, sure. Um, you can be doing, you know, great things at 65, 75, 85. Mm. Um, you don't have to slow down. Sure. You, just have to, you just have to adapt to the stage of life you're at. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Correct. Yeah. So, okay, let's. We're coming towards the end of this first podcast, time wise. So, let's give three top tips just to summarize what we've talked about for people on menopause. So, the first would be magnesium. That was your. your so, yeah, I would take um, magnesium at dinner time, ideally um, with dinner. Okay. Um, a chelated form. So, I wouldn't go for magnesium oxide. I would go with a type of magnesium that, not the cheapest, basically, with supplements. Yeah, sure. The cheapest very rarely is uh, good enough. So they'll just use either not very much of the actual active form of the stuff you're buying, or it will just be the type that doesn't really do anything. So magnesium oxide, which is what you'll tend to find in you know big supermarkets, for example, okay. will not really do anything besides help you go to the toilet if you take enough of it. Fine. Which is not. So spend a little extra and get a bit for more sure. quality. If you're something putting into your body, yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. Tip number two. Um, would be to do resistance training. Okay. Um, because that will help increase uh, insulin sensitivity, bone density, all those types of things, okay. which are important um, for females going through that type of thing at that age or at that stage of life anyway. Um, third point would probably be... Um, Maximum resistance you know what, Steve? I've got to jump in. The third point's got to be the chocolate, right? <laughs> well, you could use that. Yeah, so that's a good... Um, a good oh we, we could talk about hot flushes to be fair okay hot in. flushes because that's obviously a very uh, very hard thing for a lot of women to go yeah, through sure. because it can be very, really really severe and is that very common yeah I mean it's sure. yeah it's it's a known thing that okay, a lot of people go through fine. it's very it's hard and I know because I've treated well, I've trained a lot of clients with it uh, vitamin E 
has been shown to benefit not every single person, but I've certainly trained people that it's had a significant impact on. Um, vitamin E uh, and the type is an alpha tocopherol. I'm really testing my um, memory now, but okay, alpha, A L P H A, tocopherols, T O C O P H E R O L. Okay, I'm dyslexic. I'm not going to test. Yeah, you can. But basically, because there's different types of vitamin E, so the main, the significant active components alpha tocopherol and that's going to help with the hot flushes yes so if you're a lady you want to go out and get some magnesium Mm -hmm. some alpha tocopherol vitamin e Mm -hmm. you want to do some resistance training if you're a guy and you have a partner going through it buy them magnesium buy them vitamin for sure yeah um for sure and have some understanding that um the ability to handle stress and things is different yeah that's that's true that's true of I think most people, as they age, if they're un, if they're tired, etc., then sure. your ability to I always you know, I say this to my brother a lot that when I'm rested, I feel strong. Sure. Not physically, like uh, the amount of weight I'm going to lift and things like that. I just feel stronger yeah. mentally. But that's true. Like your ability to do the things you want to do that are good for you is stronger yeah. when you're not tired. So if you can really f- focus a lot of attention around your sleep, a lot of other stuff in life is easier. It seems to me like that could be a topic for the next podcast. I would talk podcast. about that for years. And as we're going to be doing these ongoing podcasts, we want you, the people who are listening, to contribute. If you have questions, if you have thoughts, we're going to be putting it on Facebook. It's going to be on iTunes. So any comments you have, any questions you have, leave a comment, send us questions. We will do our best to answer them. Uh, when I say we, I mean Steve. And uh, I think it's going to be on iTunes, right? So if yeah, you've yeah. enjoyed the podcast, you can go on there, leave us a good review, leave us some comments um, and share it with all your friends because obviously this podcast isn't just for our lovely DBCC clients, but it's for anybody. Yeah. Um, so for today, we'll leave it there. And um, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Steve. Bye-bye. So there we are. The first episode of the revamped Flat Belly Cure podcast is in the books. I think it was pretty good, um, pretty informative, pretty interesting. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take two minutes out of your time to pop to iTunes or to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave us a great review. Leave us a five-star review um, and and share it with your friends. Uh, We want as many people to listen to the podcast as possible so that we can get this information out to as many people as possible and and hopefully help as many people as possible. If some of the uh, subjects in the podcast um, were important to you and you're feeling like you need a little boost with your fitness, there are three things that I just wanted to mention um, to you because they might be interesting. Uh, The first is that the DVCC is currently um, running a 30-day body transformation trial. Um, In that body transformation trial, you're going to get to come into the DVCC to use everything the DVCC has Um, to do between two to four sessions of personal training per week. Um, And it's all for the very special trial price that we have available um, for 30 days to come in, give your fitness a real kickstart, give your fitness a real boost um, and see if the DVCC is for you. If that is something that is of interest, uh, all you have to do is go to www.thedvcc.com forward slash trials. 
Uh, I'm very proud of the work that we do at the DVCC. I feel we are the perfect place to help um, most people starting out in their fitness journey, whether they're starting out, as I say, or whether they've been in fitness for years. Um, we specialize in, in fat loss, in conditioning, um, and in body toning. So we've got all areas of fitness covered. Um, if you are somebody who might be in our sort of average client age, um, we have a program uh, trial that might suit you even better than the 30-day body transformation, and that is our fit over 50 trial. Again, similar premise. However, with the fit over 50, we're looking specifically at getting you into the DVCC again for a special trial price to kickstart your fitness, but specifically to involve you with our small group training, our semi-private training, which is a maximum of four people per session. So we can really put some extra focus on you and help you to achieve your fitness goals. Again, if that is something that you think might be of interest to you, pop to www.thedvcc.com forward slash trials. And finally, the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, Steve and I talked about it quite a lot in the podcast. Um, nutrition obviously plays a key part in losing weight and staying in shape. If you feel like your nutrition could use a bit of a boost or you want to do something where you feel like you've got a little bit of extra accountability, um, you feel like you need that extra push, that almost personal trainer touch to your nutrition, then we have a 12-week nutrition and accountability program that will be perfect for you. We don't do diets. We don't do diet plans. What we do is build health habits with our clients so that eating well and achieving all of your fitness goals is just something that you do rather than it being a negative impact on your family or your social life. For more information on our 12-week nutrition and accountability program, all you have to do is go to www.thedvcc.com forward slash nutrition dash accountability. So I hope any of those three things uh, might be of interest to you. And more than that, I hope that you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you found it useful. And whoever you are and wherever you are, I wish you the very best with all of your fitness goals for the coming year.